Canine Cast number 18. It's the Canine Cast with Tara and Walter. Hi everyone, welcome back to another edition of the Canine Cast. This is Tara. And your wonderful co-host Walter is here too. That's right, and wonderful he is. Um, tonight I would like to talk a little bit more about, I guess we have a theme kind of thing going on now, um, taking care of your dogs while you're traveling, whether that be making sure that your dogs are taken care of while you're gone or taking your dogs with you. I received an email from a listener named Brianna. Brianna writes in, I recently heard your podcast on kennels. I am a pet sitter north of Atlanta, Georgia. The benefits of leaving your pet at home far outweigh a kennel. Pet sitting is not for every dog, but the majority of pets that I see day to day do very well with a pet sitter. I leave my own pets at home with a pet sitter while we are out of town and our pets don't even seem to miss us. To find a pet sitter in an area, go to www.petsit.com and enter your zip code. This is a worldwide organization called Pet Sitters International. It requires all pet sitters to be bonded and insured, which is very important when dealing with people's homes and possessions. I hope that you also address this issue on your show. Thanks. And um, that's from Brianna. If you are anywhere near um, Atlanta and you would, and you are looking at pet centers, just so you know, um, Brianna has a pet sitting business called um, Spoiled Paws. And we'll have that link for you on the Enhanced Podcast and also on our website. Now, um, I, 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 think that, I think that, yes, I agree that pet, that pet sitters are, are another wonderful option when you're going out of town. I wouldn't say that the benefits necessarily always outweigh a kennel because really it's kind of an individual an individual thing it depends on you and your dog and what you're comfortable with so i think for for some people pet sitters would be a a great great thing and for other people boarding kennels are the are the way to go so um, with that we're going to actually talk a little bit today about pet sitters um, how to how to find a good pet sitter so first of all brianna had mentioned the advantages now, what are those? Well, first of all, for your dog, it is reduced stress because they will be at home while you're gone. Um, they get to follow their normal routines. Um, what you'll do is you will work with your pet sitter to be, to be able to share with them your dog's normal schedule. And the pet sitter can try to keep the schedule as close as possible so far as exercise and feeding and so on. Also, since your dog will be at home, they won't be exposed to other animals um, and other other you know, sicknesses that animals could possibly have, which is something that you know that it that can be a bit of a concern for kennels. Now, for you, there are also some other benefits. Um, one being that in the flurry of leaving on your vacation, which always happens, um, you that'll be one less thing that you have to worry about. Um, you won't have to transport your dog to the kennel. In addition. Having the pets that are come into your home can serve as a crime deterrent, especially since a lot of them will do things such as leave different lights on or do, o- or do other things to make your home look more lived in while you're gone. Um, they can also take care of your other animals, and that's particularly important if you have an animal that would be tougher to board. Um, for example, I have some friends out in Texas who have pot-bellied pigs, and I, I don't even know if they could find a boarding kennel that would be able to take them. So they always use a pet sitter whenever they go on vacation. Um, in addition, they'll a lot of times do other kind of special services such as water plants or bring in the mail, those, ki- those kinds of things, again, to help your home look more lived in. Now, these are all, these are all great advantage- advantages. 
However, as I said before, for some people, the kennel may actually be the better, the better deal. So some of the disadvantages of the pet sitter is that you do have somebody who's entering your home when you're not there. So that would have to depend on how comfortable you are with that period. And also, of course, you would want to find somebody that you're comfortable with having in your home. Um, also, when your, dog, when your dog is at home alone and you're using a pet sitter, well, when the pet sitter is not there, the dog is exactly that home alone. Whereas if they are in in a kennel, they are going to be around other people and other dogs. For some dogs, that may stress them out. For some dogs, that's a great, wonderful thing that they enjoy a lot. And especially if you have a dog that is used to, say, going to doggy daycare, then they may even be able to board in the place where they go to doggy daycare and um, they'd be able to do those activities all day long. Or they may be able to board at a place that does doggy daycare and will have activities for the dogs all day long. So depending on your dog's personality, um, the amount of energy and interaction that they, that they need, that may be something to keep in mind. Now, if the kennels in your area are not the doggy daycare types and they just they take care of your dog and they keep it healthy, but they don't necessarily have activities, well, then a pet sitter may win out in that arena because when the pet sitter is there, they are watching they are watching your dog they are feeding your dog but also they are interacting with your dog they'll they'll play with them they will take them on walks and you can even ask them to do special services such as maybe taking your dog out to a park or something like that so it really kind of depends on what your situation is um with your dog now um let's go let's go ahead and go through all right, so great. You've made you've made your decision and maybe for you the best you think that the best decision will be to have a pet sitter and have one come into your home. So, how are you going to find one? Well, the first thing that the first thing that you could do that Brianna had suggested is you could go on to a website that lists pet sitters in your area. One is petsit.com and another one is petsitters.org. Those both, those both have areas where you can search for pet sitters in your area. Other things you can do, of course, are you can check the yellow pages. The best way to find out about a pet sitter is through recommendations from friends, family, co- co-workers. So ask around and see who else may be able to recommend one to you. When you've found a pet sitter that you, that you think you might want to use, then what you'll want to do is ask them a number of questions having to do with um, themselves and how they, how they will take care of your animal. Now, the first thing that you will want to ask is if they are bonded and insured. As Brianna brought up, that's very important when they are going to be in your home and um, you know, around your possessions. But also, but also so because they are going to be, you know, they're going to be handling your animals and you, you just want to be covered and you want them to be covered in case the unforeseeable happens. A second question for them is who will have access to your house, to your keys, to your security code. Some pet sitters work individually and in that case probably the only person that will have that information will be them. Um, other pet sitters will work with a group and depending on who, on who is going out there or who is around your area, there may be a couple of people who would who would share the job or there could be just one person again who is going to have that information. So go ahead and ask them about that. And if there are, if there are multiple people with, say, um, a pet sitting partnership 
um, or or company that may have this information, that's not necessarily a bad thing. Um, just so just so long as you know you know who it is and you're comfortable with it. You also want to ask if they have experienced any incidents with their clients. Uh, for example, um, possibly stolen items, damage done to the house, those kinds of things. Um, and they and they should tell you if they have, and they will also hopefully tell you what they did to resolve that. You may want to follow up on that and check on that as well. Now, if this is, uh, again, a, a pet setting company where there may be multiple people, you can, of course, ask if you can meet um, the dog walker or sitter. And I would highly, highly recommend that you meet this person beforehand because not, not, it's not only important for you, it's more important for your animals that they meet this person and that you see how your animals interact with this person. Because you won't be there, of course, that's why you're having the pet sitter come in. So it's important that your animals feel comfortable enough with this person to allow them in the house. So you will want to be able to meet with them. There may be a fee for interviewing the pet sitter, so find out about that beforehand. Um, now, you can also ask what time are they available to come take care of your animal. As I said before, a lot of, a lot of the time they will want to work with you to try to figure out um, your dog's routines so that they can try to come around those same times and your dog won't have to get out of their routine. So that, that would be something that you would want to ask is if they are available and able to do that. Now, if they, if they have to come at a time that your dog isn't used to, that's not necessarily a bad thing. Um, they, can be, they can be kind of adaptable in that way. But, um, but you want to you wanna ask and know what, what they are able to offer you. You'll also want to find out how long they will come to interact with your dog. As I said before, one of, one of the um, advantages of having a pet center is that they can come and spend some one-on-one -on -one time with your dog. Um, a, lot of the a lot of the time, it'll be about half an hour or so at a time. You can, of course, ask them to remain longer. You can ask them to come back uh, multiple times during the day, however many times you might need. And you can, you can ask if they provide um, extra, extra play time, uh, additional or longer walks, or as I said, maybe um, take them to a park for an extra fee. Sometimes that's included. Sometimes you can pay for them to do some extra, some extra activities with your dog. So you can kind of feel that out and see what you think would be the best situation for your dog and the sitter um, for what they would be able to do. Uh, another important question is who will take care of your dog if the pet sitter is not available? Um, I mean, they can, they can have a sick day just like the rest of us. So you want to find out what will happen because, of course, the reason why you're having them come out is because you won't be there to take care of your dog and you want to make sure that somebody will be able to do that. Um, now, if there are other people who may take care of your dog, then you may want to see how your dog interacts with those people. And as I said before, in some in some places where they have multiple pet sitters in the same area, their that the job may be shared amongst a few of them. So you may have the opportunity to introduce your dogs to each of them. Right. Um, another another question: Will there be other dogs or animals with um, the walker or the sitter? In most in most cases, the answer to that is probably no, unless you are just having them come to take your dog on a walk. But you, but you want to ask just in case and make sure that uh, that whatever the answer is is something that you're comfortable with. Um, you, if they are able to bring another dog by, hey, you may like it because it may mean that your dog 
has a playmate to interact with while you're gone. So those are just some questions to, to ask to interview your sitter to get a feel for how their how their business runs, what they do while you're not there. And so that also, you know, you and your dog can interact with them a little bit and just get a feel for um, for how you like them in general. Now, so you've gone through all of this, you've interviewed a few pet sitters and you found one that you that you like, your dog likes, you're very excited about this and you're getting ready to go on your vacation. What are what are you going to want to do now? Well, you want to you want to basically help your pet sitter um, be most effective at their job. Some things that you will want to go over with the pet sitter are your pet's history and your pet's habits. And this goes for all of your pets. It may be just just one dog. It may be a few dogs and a few cats and a couple of hamsters while we're there. But your your sitter will most likely want to know the routines for your dog um, and for your pets so that they can go they can go ahead and go along with that and not disrupt it too much. So they will want to know approximately when your dog eats, how many times, when it sleeps, when it normally goes on walks and when it normally has playtime. Um, they should they also are going to want to know about any health issues that your dog has. Um, make sure that you that you of course are honest and thorough about those because that's something that will be very important for them to look for not only so that they can monitor um, your dog, you know, any problems that your dog may have, but also so that if your dog does develop a problem while you're gone, they know the difference between what is normal for your dog and what is something to be concerned about. Um, also, it's a very good idea to give them any information on any medication, as well as if you're, if something should happen to your dog, they get sick or they have another emergency, what you would like them to do. Um, of course, you'll want to give them your veterinarian's um, information and tell them, you know, basically under what circumstances to go to your veterinarian. Um, let them know about the nearest emergency vet in your area, um, which they may already be familiar with from their own experience. But if you have all that information for them, then they'll know where to go and what to do in case anything does happen with your dog. Um, tell them where your dog's favorite toys are kept or if your dog likes to chew on thing on things where all the chewies are. Um, make sure make sure that she kind of knows what your dog likes likes to do um, for, for playtime, relieving stress, those kinds of things. And then she can make sure that your dog is going to have a chewy when it when it needs one. And also make sure that, you know, that chew toy is in good condition and to take it away if if your dog chews it too much, so on and so forth. Um, also, if, even if your dog isn't normally a big chewer, this may be a good time to get them a chew toy because dogs chew to relieve stress. So it may become um, more of a chewer with you gone, and it would be much better for it to chew on some type of a chew toy than on your wall or your couch. So um, also, tell your sitter where your pet's favorite hiding places are. You may not think of them as such because you know that your dogs are always there. But for example, Kyler loves to be under the kitchen table. Um, all, all, four, all four chairs will be around there and you can just find her under it at any point in time. That's something that I know that I don't really think of one way or the other. If I don't see her, I know to look under there. The pet sitter won't. And this can kind of save them a little bit of, of concern if they're looking for your dog and they don't know where your dog is. They'd have a real hard time finding her under our kitchen table since it's really the dining room table. 
No, that's true. That's true. Well, well, then I guess that would make it easier because that would mean she was out in the open. And in, in any case, um, and with her black and white spots, she blends in pretty well too. But in in any case, let them know where where their little hiding places are. Um, also, let them know any any strange, unusual habits they may have. For example, again, for us, when Toby and Kyler are eating, Toby is a little food machine, and Kyler won't eat until Toby's done. Now, we have to, we have to actually have Toby eat his meal and then have him um, put him down, put him on a down, and have him stay. Because otherwise, he will go eat Kyler's meal, and Kyler will just let him, which, uh, you know, that's, that's just normal dog behavior. But Toby would be twice the size that he is and quite unhealthy if he were allowed to do that every day. So, that, so that's the kind of thing that when we have somebody um, take care of our dogs that we have to actually tell them. Because most people, most people don't have to do that with their dogs. So that would be an example of an unusual habit. And try, try to think of, you know, try to think of those. Maybe if, you're, if your dogs, if they tend to have bowel problems when you're, when you're not around and you know it, let the pet sitter know. That way they'll know to look for that and that it's not a problem. Or whatever the case is. Um, also, go ahead and get your, get your um, vaccination records and your, and your um, dog's medical records for the pet sitter. Um, that way they can refer to it if they need to um, for, for whatever reason. And of course, as always, make sure that your animals are wearing identification because if, uh, if anything should happen and they do happen to get away for whatever reason, that way if your pet does happen to get out, then if they're found, the person can help them and return them back to your home. On that note, for on the ID, you may want to include something different than your than your house phone because you won't be there to pick up. You may want it to be on your cell phone if you will be somewhere where they could reach you that way. Or go ahead and put on their identification information for a close friend or relative that these people could go ahead and contact if you were not there. Now, um, when you when you actually are making your pet sitting reservations, try to do this as early as possible. Holiday times fill up really quick, um, and even and even other and even at other times um, that can that can fill up. And the pet sitter, as we said before, is going to want to do things with your dog on your dog's schedule. The best way they can do that is if you've done this far enough ahead of time that they are not yet booked for those particular times of the day. Make sure that you have an extra key to your house for your sitter, and also make sure that your that your friends or family have an extra key to your house as well. So that and make sure that your pet sitter has that information as well and that those people have the pet sitter's information. So that way, if for any reason um, the pet sitter can't can't get there in time or you know, no one can get there in time, then the pet sitter can contact them. Likewise, if the if the family or friends need anything from the pet sitter, they can contact the pet sitter for you um, to help you with your dog. Um, make sure that you have extra food. Um, extra, extra, extra supplies of whatever kinds, medication, um, so on and so forth when you're away. Um, in case, in case number one, if you are held um, wherever you are for some reason, say your, your flight is delayed or something like that, um, that way your dog will still be taken care of and you have nothing to worry about. Right? Also make sure that if, the, that if this person will be walking your dog, that the dog's collar fits properly, meaning that it's not going to be able to back out of the collar um, and have the collar slip over their head. 
So, all right. So now, now the time is is coming, and you're getting ready to go. So you'll want to start preparing your home. Um, clean out any food that may spoil. Make sure that all of your all of your dishes are clean. Um, those kinds of things that otherwise your dog might be tempted by while you're gone. Another thing that you can do is get a few pieces of clothing from the family members that have been worn recently, and you can kind of put those maybe in your dog's bed or in an area that your dog likes so that they can so that they can smell you and that can help to calm them down a little bit as well. And of course, um, prepare prepare your home as you would any time that you you know that you're leaving it for a while. Um, and make sure to leave everything that the pet sitter will need to take care of your animals in one place where they can get to it easily and and that they know where it is and how to use it. One nice thing to do would be to provide a timer light on your house so that way it basically turns on at a certain point in time. That way the sitter won't have to go into a dark house if they're going there at night. But also it's a little nicer for your dogs to have that light on rather than to be in the dark during the whole time that it's dark outside. As I said before, you want to make, you want to make sure that you, the pet sitter has the information of your family and friends so they can get in touch with them. Make sure that they also will have your information, your cell phone, if it will be if it will be on and working or if you anticipate it being on and working. But also try to get the telephone numbers of any places where you will be staying. So that way, if for some reason your cell phone doesn't work, they have an alternate way to get in touch with you. Um, in addition to that, there may be other numbers that would be helpful to the sitter. Say if you have if you have a maid service or um, you know plumber, electrician, anybody that they may come into contact with while you're gone so that they can get in touch with whoever's needed in the event that anything goes wrong in your house. And one more one thing that you may want to think of doing now if you don't already is installing a, fi a fire alarm in your house. Since your dogs will be there, um, you don't want to have to depend on somebody noticing that there's something wrong with your house. If there is, you want um, some type of a monitoring system to be notified so that um, they can they can go in and let you know whoever the appropriate people are know who you want them to let know and so that those people or your pet sitter can get your animals out. And last but not least, one thing that may be nice for your dogs is to not be in a completely quiet house. So leaving a radio on or a TV on is a good idea for them. It may help to calm them and make it a little bit more like when you're around. And also it's good again for being a crime deterrent if they, you know, if somebody is scoping out your house and they hear some noises inside, then they're a little bit more likely to move on. So that is that is pretty much the advice that I have for you regarding pet sitters. And if you are going to be going on a vacation, regardless of how you decide to take care of your dog during that vacation, um, you know, have a have a great time. But also remember to make the preparations beforehand so that when the time comes, you don't have to worry about your dog. You know that you've done your best to take care of them and can just enjoy yourself. So I think that we're coming close to the end of the show now. Um, we, actu we actually have a great picture from a listener that we'll be putting on the website. And this, this whole show was inspired by Brianna's comment. So please continue to send in your stories, your questions, and your comments and your pictures. We love getting those and we love sharing those with the listeners. And we always look forward to hearing from you. So with that, are there any announcements? Actually, yes, I do have an announcement. I'm not sure how many of our listeners have heard of 
Nintendogs, which is a new video game from Nintendo, which is basically like a Tamagotchi or a virtual pet, but it's with dogs. So, of course, it's totally got our attention, and we're trying to find out more about it, and hopefully we'll have something about it next week for you guys, something more about it. But if you happen to be in New York City this weekend, Nintendo is putting on a event um, for Nintendogs at Rockefeller Center on Sunday, and they're calling it an event for a young female gamer, so you can probably bring the whole family, and you'll be able to see Nintendogs firsthand and also get to play it. So, we'd love to hear from anybody who has played Nintendogs and what you think about it, or if you make it out to the event in New York, please tell us what it was like. And I think that is pretty much everything. So, so um, I think we're going to go ahead and sign off tonight. But as always, if you haven't already, please remember to spay or neuter your dog. It's the best thing that you can do for your furry friend. If you have a question for Tara or a comment about CanineCast, please leave us a voice message by calling 206-338-DOGS. That's 206-338-3647. Or post a comment on our website at CanineCast.com. That's the letter K, the number 9 cast.com